Five bucks is worth about a buck these days. Welcome to episode number four of Unrelenting, Friday, November 19th, 2021. We're striving for perfection. I am Darren O'Neill. He is Gene Nevtuliev. And are you ready for a little bit of fun? There's still no jury back on the Rittenhouse case. When is this going to happen, Gene? I think it'll be a while. You think it's going to be a long time? I mean, the four days well, already. I, I tend to agree with the, uh, the rumor mill out there, which is that there is either one or two people on the jury that are not ready to quit and they're stalling the rest of the jury. And this is based on the <clears throat> jury requests for information that have been coming in. Is any of this is jury intimidation? No. Interesting. No, I, I think that the, the, there are the vast majority of the people are ready to quit. There's either one or two people that are not and are going to hold up the jury and end up with a uh, a luxury and a uh, a mistrial. Well, there is thoughts that the jury wants that anyway, so they can't be targeted. Exactly. It's it, there, but if they all wanted it, this would have already come back as like, True. yeah, we can't agree, and uh, you guys have to mistrial. But it's interesting. It, it could be one person on either side. Yeah. It's kind of like the Twelve Absolutely. Angry Men, the movie, the book. Absolutely. You know? It's I've been on a on a federal jury like that. That's very much a possibility. Uh, there could be somebody that is absolutely set in their beliefs on the verdict that can't be reasoned out of that they're they're effectively have made up their mind to the point where there is no there's nothing that will change their mind which will result in a hung jury that really wouldn't be surprising in today's culture it's actually kind of hard to believe that any jury can come down and get 12 people to agree on anything now well, yeah, I mean, most of the time people want to just go home and back to their lives. And so they're willing to not care that much. And whoever is pushing hard is going to end up getting the rest of the jury to go along with them. True. It's depending on whether you really uh, are against throwing somebody to the wolves or uh, taking this stuff seriously. I mean, it's been a long process yeah. already for this juror, uh, this jury, but uh it's interesting when, and I don't know how much you read into the story that came out yesterday, I believe it was, that MSNBC had somebody following the bus. That Oh, that total makes sense. Of course they did. <laughs> you know, uh, we're the, to the point to the judge is like, well, we're not going to allow MSNBC in the building anymore. That's great. Oh, it's beyond that point. It's the point of actually filing charges against them. Rightfully so. And this is also an issue. And we talked about this uh, in the Derek Chauvin case, the George Floyd case, that jurors up until this point where, you know, technology and social media and everything keeps improving and becoming more ubiquitous in our lives. It used to be you could be on a jury and actually be anonymous. That is pretty much gone at this point. Well, that's I that's not really true, though, because the jury is present in the courthouse. and. Pretty much anybody can go and sit and watch a trial. Right. Which there's, means the jury very, isn't really 
anonymous because they're not anonymous the the thing you're not allowed to do is bring well historically bring any kind of cameras into the courthouse right and so you could have you know a memory of a juror you could draw a picture of a juror but you couldn't take a photo of a juror now Uh, with all of this stuff including every cell phone having a super high-res camera these google glasses facebook glasses this makes it a lot easier for this kind of stuff to get out if people want it out, and a lot of people do when it comes yeah. down to any trial, you know, for the intimidation of the jury, it's not hard to believe that their identities can be leaked. And of course, if that happens, it becomes very easy to influence them. Uh, yeah, I guess for some people it does. Um, it, it's always going to be a trade between doing what's right and doing what's convenient. And most people are probably going to go convenient. Yeah, most people. Especially when you think you might be targeted by a mob. And I don't know if that's what's going on here, but it was certainly a factor in the George Floyd case where people just thinking, Ooh, Burger King has a special on right now. (laughs) What are you doing? I just got a pop-up ad for Burger King. (laughs) Well, they know you. This is very Mm. targeted advertising. I need to get some lunch soon. Yeah, it is. very. Anyway, what were you saying? People love that from the last episode. Gene orders lunch. This should be a part of every show. What will Gene order? Gene does eat lunch at every show, so might as well be. (laughs) That explains a lot of the mouth sounds and the lack of professionalism. But the mouths. But I digress that. uh, Oh, yes. You don't eat. Do you? I forget. Well, not. During the shows, I mean, should I? I mean, I've had a You're recording here. shit 24-7. I'm sure you don't eat while you're recording, yes. Well, I mean, sometimes, but that's not during the, uh-huh. the podcast. Uh-huh. Right. But it's going to be interesting to watch this, where I think people... And are you surprised they didn't sequester this jury? Because when these jurors go home... It's insane. Of course they should have sequestered a jury. Right. It's, it's absolutely crazy. I think Wisconsin is bending over backwards, doing everything they possibly can to fuck this up. It seems that way. Cause when these Did you jurors see the photo of the judge and the prosecutor hanging out on the boat, drinking beers. No. Yeah. That's out there. <laughs> you know, and these, I know these people work together. This isn't something that is a, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, especially with the prosecutors, they run across the same judge all the time. Yeah, it's a small little podunk town. Yeah. When you see the news, though, when you're the juror and you leave to go home for the night and you see whether you could probably see this, depending if they're sneaking them out a back way or whatever they're doing. When you see a massive, apparently, yeah, on a bus that MSNBC followed. But when you see a crowd of people that are gathering, you know, they'll say to protest this is a very weird Mm -hmm. thing to me. And this is something that I don't remember happening more than like 10 years ago or so. Maybe it was. And it just wasn't reported on the fact that these big cases, there's a crowd gathering outside ready to riot. I mean, they'll say, oh, they're just protesting. It's like, but nothing's come back yet. I mean, I remember there were some cases where the verdict came back. That was a surprise to everybody. And then everybody got together and protested or rioted or whatever. But this, you know, staging area outside the courthouse just seems like a really bad idea especially then when the jurors are leaving and coming on a daily basis seeing this this like you said it's a little town this is their town and they know what's going to happen if they bring back a certain result how can't that have an effect right exactly and that's a it's an unfortunate thing but uh 
it shows the lack of uh law abidedness i don't know what the right word is uh respect maybe for the law well it's not even the respect for the law it's just that certainly in the 40s 50s 60s part of the 70s 80s 90s and even the early 2000s maybe through about 2005 there was a certain decorum that was followed when it comes to official decisions that come down from courts and that you you accept the decision of the court even if you disagree with it because you understand that there may may be decisions in the future that you agree with that somebody else disagrees with and so you have this sort of mutual understanding that when you leave it up to the court you're saying i'll be okay with what the court does right you'll let the system do what it needs to do in the absence of allowing the court to make that determination what you have is lawlessness you have the wild people taking the law into their own hands vigilante and might makes right the guy with the biggest gun and the biggest posse gets to be right all the time and law is there to prevent that from happening to allow impartiality to at least uh, more than it would be otherwise to rule the day and so everybody just sort of makes a covenant to agree to say that we will settle our matters in court and not out of court which is why now, the there's system nothing was set wrong up this way. with uh with having people uh you know gather in crowds to chant and uh let their wishes known nothing wrong with that there is something wrong once it becomes violent because that is a reversion back to the might makes right correct we will threaten and intimidate people and get our way that's not lawless that well that's lawlessness that that's not letting the law decide and um and leave it up to the impartiality of the courts so if People threatening physical harm is the new method of deciding who's innocent and guilty. Right. We need another hundred thousand Carl, uh, Carl, uh, Kyle Rittenhouses out there. I'm just going to call him Carl from now on. <laughs> Carl, right? Carl Rittenhouse. Uh, Carl Rittenhouse. Uh, so I, I think that's the net effect. Is and that this is this is a lose lose for the court system, right? Uh, if he is found. Uh, not guilty then there will be a bunch of people who think they now have the right to destroy private property to intimidate people and potentially to harm others physically because they're unhappy Uh, these people need to get their asses kicked these people need to see the consequences of being lawlessness of lawless well, and that's uh, and, one of the big problems of bringing race into everything, because in this case, it's going to be, oh, it's yeah, a white right. guy. He got away with it. Yeah. And the white guy who killed white guys that were attacking a white guy got away with it. Oh, my God. There's so much race involved. in uh-huh. Well, it's brought into everything. So consequently, if he's guilty, I predict and, and fully hope that there will be 100,000 more Kyle Rittenhouses out there. Because it's it's going to become apparent that the only way 
to actually have a say is to take the law into your own hands. Right, together and, and intimidate. And more and more people will start agreeing with the notion that we need to defund the police because the police are useless. If we're going to take the law into our own hands, if we're going to be the only ones responsible for our own communities, we don't need to be paying for enforcers of a broken legal system. Get rid of the police. Because the police are really irrelevant when you have prosecutors that won't prosecute crime. Well, beyond that, most of the police, uh, and this is where I agree more with the anarchists, I think most police, and certainly in my experience, and I've dealt with a lot of different levels of police uh, from federal to local, they they really, have, I've literally said this since high school, the difference between a criminal and a cop is simply the side of the bed they woke up on. It's the same exact mentality. It's the same attitude. It's the same people that could end up in both because what they're looking for is really similar. People that apply to police academies, people that think that uh, what they want to do for the rest of their lives is to catch others breaking the law are very, very similar to people who don't want to bother listening to the law who think they can know better and get away with it because they're a little bit smarter and they can cut the corners and everything will be fine. Uh, both of these personality types that go into the criminal profession and the law enforcement profession are not particularly bright people. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's uh, some, somebody who thinks I'm insulting him now, but the reality is, if you look statistically at the people in that profession, if you interact with them, if you watch videos, if you go to court, if you do any of these things and you observe cops and you observe criminals, you are bound to see a distinct similarity in the personality types. I'm not saying cops are criminals, so don't inflate <laughs> what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the the kid that you met in seventh grade that had an asshole personality that was constantly getting into trouble with the teachers is just as likely to end up being a cop as they are to having a criminal record. A the lot odds of it comes are about down the to same. The intentions of what you want to do. I mean, there's no question about that. And of course, the best and the brightest going into law enforcement is not going to make you the money, which is where it's not about the money. It's about control. It's about having something that allows you to be in control of what other people do. That's the attraction factor to being in law enforcement. Well, right. But if you have the ability to go into something where you'll make a million dollars a year, as opposed to making your, you know, 50,000 a year being a cop, then you're going to go make the million dollars. Usually, I would think. Maybe it's not always about the money. And I've met way more people who are uh, who have left the financial sector where they were making hundreds and hundreds, if not millions of, of dollars to become cops per year. No, to go do stupid <laughs> shit, right. to go do things that don't really make much money to do to, because it's, it, it's not necessarily about the money. In fact, think back. Uh, and I'm saying this to everybody. And then by the way, uh, right after this conversation, we're going to ask people that are listening to the stream to help us do a test. Uh, so hopefully we'll get at least a few of the folks uh, willing to participate in this. Um, it's not always about the money. And if you think back to your high school, I think the number of your friends or just people you knew that were kids pre-college 
who would articulate that their goal in life is to find a job that allows them to make a million dollars is probably like 3%, 5%. It's the vast minority. The, the majority of high school kids are looking forward to getting a job in a field that they enjoy spending time in, not a field that they're going to make the most money in. Uh, I know certainly back when I was in high school and looking at different opportunities and what I wanted to be. And it it was, I mean, money, I certainly wanted to make money, but that was never the primary consideration for me. And I don't think it was for most of my friends. Um, But to be fair, did you even have electricity when you were in high school? Yes, we had electricity. (laughs) Electricity has been around since the 1800s. Thank you. I still wasn't sure. I didn't know where that put Uh your high school year, but Uh uh, you know, I think it was the opposite for me. I think most people were looking to either go into something that made them money or they were going into a family business and not necessarily a family owned business. If their dad, you know, was a cop, then maybe they wanted to be a cop. That kind of a thing. Follow in what? Well, what uh, do you mean by make money, though? You 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 literally went to high school kids that were saying, "I don't care what I do, I just want to do something that makes a ton of money." Well, to go into the things most lucrative. I mean, there was always, "Oh, we could be a doctor, you could be a lawyer." It was uh, that. I think money was more of a. So your half draw. your class ended up in not finance? that they actually no because they weren't smart enough to be, but. You know, originally that was the goal. I don't think most people go into high school going, gee, maybe I can just skate by and then flip burgers at McDonald's for the next 20 years. I mean, I think the but, dream was but that's to not, that's go totally out not what I'm saying though. and make I'm a not, ton of money. Unless your dream is to flip burgers, that's not what you'd be interested in. But most people I know, like whether it was science, whether it was sports, whatever it was that they were interested in doing was the thing that they wanted to get a job in. It wasn't doing something that they dislike, like working at McDonald's. But really, in high school, what are any guys interested in doing except girls? And I mean, none of us, <laughs> fig- none of us figured out a way to make money at that. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I I've, I had a pretty good quarter uh, in the market on candy sales in high school. I was going to say hashtag Gene the Gigolo. I don't know what we're... No, no, no. Now, you know how there's, in high school, there's always like these... I don't know, several times a year, like sell candy to get uniforms for the football team kind of bullshit things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I figured that out early on. And I realized if I sell candy year round, I could make a lot more money than the football team. <laughs> Were you just going to the store and buying in bulk? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. I was going to, uh, I was buying candy in bulk and selling it uh, for like 300% markup uh, during the school day. My buddy Frank was like that in high school. He was the entrepreneur who found the company that sold the, I mean, crappy gold by the inch chains and that kind of stuff, you know, where they would sell you the, you know, thousand feet of gold chain at. Yeah. Which, what's your buddy's name? Frank. Frank, what? Pavlika. Oh, different guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, knew, I, I knew a guy that started a company doing that and grew it. So he started when he was 17 doing chain by the inch. Right. I believe it was in Florida. And by the time he was 20, he had 18 kiosks or key in, in different shopping malls that he owned. Uh, and he was a millionaire by the time he was 21. I mean, I know he had students selling this stuff for him. He had teachers selling this stuff mm-hmm. for him. Then he wrote a book on how to be the jerk women love and made it onto like Sally, Jesse, Raphael, Montel Williams, all that. So he had a couple scams going on that really paid off back in high school and college. Nice. 
Yeah. Nice. Very nice. With some good stuff. So that is an example of a guy that is very much focused on money. How many of those were in your high school class? So out of the few hundred kids in your class, how many were that guy? None quite to that extent, I'll give you. Okay, that's my point. My point is that most people when they're in high school are not primarily driven by money. They're driven by career. They don't want to, nobody wants to be like, you know, working at McDonald's or be poor or whatever, but most people are driven by their their interests when picking a career. That would make sense. But I think in high school, you really don't know. In college, I think that starts taking much better shape. And well, you in college idea. is where you're mostly focusing on the girls. <laughs> well, see, I did it wrong. I did it I wrong. I mean, maybe you were just an early bloomer. Probably. Yeah. Because I don't know. I mean, I was still focused on grades in high school. A lot more so than girls. I, well, so you were doing in it college, wrong. college, it was definitely a, the other way around. It was like classes. What are those? We can skip those. Well, I mean, I skipped a lot of classes in college, too, but it wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, chasing girls. I started going out with my wife senior year in high school. So this is one of those. So stories. that's where you, you, you are an early bloomer. Your yeah. experience ended in high school. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's all been over since then. Downhill. That's usually how it works. If, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the key to happiness. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you know how they break horses when they catch them? Yeah. Yeah, but then those horses that that never buck after that, they don't lose half their stuff multiple times throughout their lives. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I I think the losing the stuff is worth the freedom. But that's just me. Play the percentages, Gene. I get it. Uh huh. I get it. But what was this uh, thing you wanted to try? Oh uh, yeah. So we are currently not only on live agenda stream, uh, which. Um, uh, you know, we're happy to take whatever time slot that they have available for us, which I guess is right now. But um, we're also uh, testing the uh, the local stream, so our own stream, which includes video. Ooh, yeah, I know. High tech, and we high have tech. tested video. I've seen Gene. He he's real. Yeah. Well, the video that is on there is um. It's uh, not super exciting, but it is moving. Like, so you can see it's not just a still image. So what we would like to have people do, and it's completely free and open, obviously, to everybody, not just the members. But uh, for anybody that can, please go to our local site, which is what? Unrelenting.locals.com, I believe. Very good. You remembered. Yes. It's not that hard. It's the name of the show. Yes. And and make sure people know how to spell unrelenting. But uh, if you go to that site, you should be able to see somewhere as probably the first thing, uh, a live now video stream. And this stream is going to go on, I think, for another 15 minutes or so. No, another five minutes. Are there's they only limited? Five minutes, they are limited. So there's only five minutes left, guys. So help us do the test. <laughs> this is like a really bad. Now you have, must act now. Well, no, it's a, good, it's a good test to see whether anybody's actually listening on the no agenda stream. Because if no one's listening on the no agenda stream, they's left the running. Then we'll know. But uh, if anybody can jump in there now, four minutes left. Go to locals. What all we want you to do is a see if you can see a moving image, and b uh, see if. Uh, if the audio on there sounds fine, that's it. That's the, the, the totality of the test we need done. 
the reason we're doing this, obviously, is because we're going to be streaming all our shows on Locals moving forward, and we will be including video with our bright and cheery faces in the not-too-distant future on there, along with uh, actually having a, a web browser open to whatever story we're talking about or things like that. Maybe we'll have some videos we're going to play in the future uh, as part of the conversation. So we are slowly getting moving to video as a platform. It will be on Locals, and it, it may be also streamed on YouTube um and no agenda if they can get some people feed. have pushed back on the oh i don't want to watch youtube or you can't hear audio on youtube if you have it closed well tough shit so here's the thing we're gonna do this now whether you consume it or not is totally up to you so it looks like as TuneIn is saying you have to be a member even to see that even though it's open to everybody so you, you have do not to have up. to be a member you have to have a locals account ah, but so you don't is. have to be a member of our website you have to be a member of locals though so yeah that's uh I know all of these things are hurdles for some people. Well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, yeah. Which again, it, this is, uh, it's funny. It is a lot of times it's going to be the same people that poo poo on YouTube that also don't want to <laughs> sign up to locals. It's like, yes, I want my video to be brought to me and I don't have to sign up for anything. And I hate YouTube and Google and I'll, I'm not going to look at their website. They let you poo poo on YouTube. I thought that was like an OnlyFans thing. Uh, I don't think they even let you do that. The only fans. <laughs> but yes, I mean, there, the are, main there thing, are plenty of people pooing YouTube right now. That's for sure. The main thing is we want to go video because after talking to Carl of who are these podcasts, after going back and forth a little with Bandrew of the Bandrew says podcast and podcastage on YouTube, when you offer both an audio podcast and similar content on youtube or the whole thing on youtube youtube outweighs everything it gets more interaction it gets more views listens whatever so we don't we just don't want to leave that on the table we're not leaving the people behind who just want audio only but it's a lot better we're we're not going to start doing video without audio (laughs) right oh that would nobody would pay for that Nobody well, wants to see what that. What about deaf people? Maybe, well, then you have I can't the, believe you just insulted them like that. You have the uh, little subtitles going on. Yeah, yeah. Only subtitles. No audio. No, well, that might be better. That, that might, might be, be better. Then they don't have to listen to us. Exactly. But There's only video. one minute left. If you haven't, jump in and let us know if this works. Yeah, they said if they had more than four minutes. I mean, we'll have to try this again. In if they have more than four minutes. Oh, come on. To come get on. in. Four to minutes sign is up. plenty of time. Now, if is there another level? When does local say we can do two hour streams? Yeah, yeah. No, as soon as um, here's how locals works, guys. Not that anyone asked or anyone gives a shit, but I'm going to explain it anyway. Locals is a platform that only makes money when people on it make money. So we don't pay anything for locals. Locals just takes a percentage of the people that want to subscribe to us as a paid member monthly. So it's not like we could go, Oh, we'll pay you 20 bucks a month and they'll unlock all the magical features. Exactly. Exactly. So we don't even have the option of upgrading locals until locals sees that. I think it's 20 people when there are 20 people that are paying to subscribe to us, then locals of their own accord will move us to the next level, which has longer videos and all kinds of other crap. So it's effectively 
a free platform for creators, but it's its usability depends on how many people are actually subscribing to you. This is really no different than YouTube, by the way, except the numbers are a little little different. On YouTube, anybody can put up a video and no one's going to see it because YouTube right. does not promote videos of anybody who doesn't have an audience. In, right now on YouTube, you need a minimum of 1,000 people uh, that are subscribed to you. 1,000, guys. That's way more than how many are in this stream. And that's, uh, well, it's less than how many subscribe to the podcast, but it's still a fairly large number. When you have a thousand people subscribe, you unlock the lowest level of YouTube creator stuff. And then the there you get some that. tools where you can actually start to monetize your videos. Like you can't even make a dime until you have a thousand subscribers on YouTube. NetNed suggests that we could do interpretive dance with no audio. Ned, Ned, I'm glad that you're in the $10,000 a month club because that's about the price that that would uh, take to that's, do interpretive dance. See, it's good. So to know you have we're, a price. we'll look for the, uh, we'll look for the check and, uh, let you know when the next dance show is. And, uh, DigiGuru says to your point, he had a cousin who worked at a local gunsmith shop and he's from the Chirac area here. So I'm assuming maybe the cousin was both the police and the mob characters were all customers and they would all just show up to pick up their guns and chat with each other. So uh, I could imagine that would have been a good reality TV show. Oh, well, yeah, I think it was called the Sopranos. Kind of. Well, yeah. 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 It's it's the mob is is really a lot closer to the police than anything else. Um, They both uh, operate unions. They both have. uh, Uh. you know, they, they both get free shit from businesses that they're protecting. Uh, breaking fact, news. I, I remember what? Go ahead. Breaking news. Looks like we may have within the hour the Rittenhouse verdict. According <clears> to <throat> that's not really breaking news if there's no verdict. They're yet. saying that it's in and releasing within an hour. According to I have no so name. The jury's back. The jury's fully. Wow. That was a quick conviction. Four days. So, uh, yeah, we'll see if that's true or not. Yeah. It may be. Well, may it, be. It, it's, it could be a hung jury news as well. True. Now, generally for hung juries, the judge's first order is to send them back in and say, you're not leaving here so quick. Spend another couple of days deliberating. And then if they come back again, they may either say, okay, hung jury, or they'll give them another at least one full day to deliberate. Well, uh, it's Friday. So, I mean, everybody wanted to be out for the weekend. That's sad. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is how juries. I mean, come on. That's sad. I don't now, trust anybody. The flip anybody. side is, I think that if the jury comes back with a guilty verdict, then the the judge will probably grant the mistrial, and it'll just go to the other court. Because there, there's been now, I believe three, uh, three um, motions for a mistrial from the defense for three different things that have happened uh the the uh alteration of the video so essentially utilizing yes evidence that was tampered with and i've got that as a story for today because i thought that was well, really interesting i thought that was a really interesting thing being that it seems that the video if you haven't seen the story the video given to the defense team which when you're in a case like this legally the evidence that the prosecution has they have to give to the defense 
in this case, rather than giving them the full resolution video that was taken by a drone, I believe it is, they downsampled that. Now, I haven't seen any proof or anybody talking about whether this was simply downsampled in resolution, because we know some files can be huge. And downsampling it, of course, you could lose a little bit of the clarity. The one thing I haven't seen mentioned anywhere, and if you have, let me know, is was this cropped at all? Yeah, it was cropped. Okay, I know then that for a fact. if it was cropped, this was like the case of the 12-year-old kid in Chicago a few months back that had a gun in his hand running from a cop in an alley, then turned around quick and the cop shot him where the news cropped out the video where he dropped the gun like a split second beforehand. There's a lot that could be dropped in a little crop that didn't, I didn't mean for that to rhyme. I mean, I I don't know that that makes a huge difference. I mean, if somebody drops a gun, that doesn't mean you don't shoot them, but there's a, uh, the idea. And, and the, by the way, the cropping here allegedly was because they just wanted to cut out the Fox news logo. <laughs> I mean, I'm not making this up. This really? is literally what they said. Yeah. Wow. They didn't want to give the, Fox. The, the only reason it was cropped was to cut out the Fox News logo. Wow. That is uh, that's unbelievable. But, really. But hold on. If their captured drone video had a Fox News logo, right? Was it a Fox drone? I don't think was it was it a Fox drone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing that makes little sense to me. Or it was Fox was the one that got the video, and the they only way the they video had the video and, right, was from by, Fox. Exactly. So they, if they didn't get the video from the FBI, they got it from Fox. Well, then the FBI video still exists somewhere. Let's get that. Well, that's also messed up evidence, because even if the person who had the drone footage gave it directly to Fox, yeah, you don't know if Fox tampered with it before they put it on the air. Oh, I guarantee you they did. So Absolutely. using that as evidence is a really bad idea. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot of stuff that demonstrates how the prosecution has gone for this case with the same attitude as the Democrats in the last election. Win at any cost. Whatever it takes, right? Whatever it takes. Exactly. Because their attitude is we are on the right side. So anything we do is the right thing to do. That has been the justification of communists and socialists pretty much ever since the Russian Revolution, is that the, the ends are justified the means and that the winners get to write history. And so if we do anything that is required in order to win, we get to write history and we will always be on the right side of history. It's, uh, it's not illogical, but it is, is making some assumptions that are very anti- freedom, anti-America, anti-liberty, uh, man, it's essentially saying might makes right. That That is right. what the again. argument boils down to is might makes right. And again, just like before, you're bypassing the system. Yes. That's the yeah. idea. In this case, cropping out video just to pull out the Fox logo. It's like, you know, you could have just put a black area over just that logo without losing the rest of the pixels. Well, the you're not supposed to put anything on it. I mean, if, right. if you're introducing evidence, it should be as is unaltered. You don't introduce evidence of a security camera showing somebody robbing a place 
and cropping out the fact that their truck that they're loading things into is the right. same as the name of the company because they're a legitimate mover. Right. Right. I mean, that that is any kind of cropping of the video is altering the story. And that's that evidence should not be uh, submitted. So, yeah, no question. I they, they screwed with the evidence. And we'll see whether this happens or not, but I, it would make sense that if the jury comes back as guilty, that the judge grants the, uh, the, uh, uh, defense, um, filings, the petitions, and then the trial just gets redone again. So what you're saying is the rioting is going to happen, whether this comes back with a guilty or innocent charge. Oh, I think the rioting is guaranteed to happen no matter what. Uh, if if it comes back, yeah, if it comes back as guilty, then obviously there'll be another trial. If this comes back as not guilty, then there won't be another trial, but there'll be uh, massive rioting. Um, the I don't know if you saw Babylon B had a thing where they they had a, a story headline saying that uh, court asks Kyle Rittenhouse uh, if he could. Uh, come back with a gun to ensure that the courthouse isn't burned down <laughs> after the verdict is read. You know, that might not be a bad idea. You said we need a lot more Rittenhouse type characters. We and- do. We need a lot more Rittenhouse characters. Absolutely. I think I think the the jelly men of America need to be put back into their place by those people that actually have a backbone. Well, and the reason for this is, is because the people in charge of these cities in these cases here, like Kenosha, refused to protect their city. They decided yeah. we're going to let the rioters just go. It happened oh, yeah, here same, in Chicago. Same thing too. in Minneapolis. Yeah. Same thing in Austin. Yeah, they, Chicago. There was, they, yeah, Chicago, Austin, not a whole lot of difference at this point, uh, except that we have more high tech industry, but that's about it. And warmer weather. Okay, well, the weather is a little bit different, too. That's true. I was going to say um, less snow, but we know you guys even got that last year. We did get snow last year. We got, I mean, it wasn't much, but it lasted a week, which normally, like, we have snow almost every year. And I always run outside to take a photo before it melts, right. because it usually melts within four hours, uh, because the ground is still warm. So it's not going to, snow is not going to stay on the ground. What was different this past, well, it was this year, actually, uh, this this winter, was that the the temperature remained at like freezing temps, like 15, 16 degrees right around there. Right. Cause the wind for, hit those windmills an entire week. Yeah, exactly. So that was a whole week of, so whatever snow we did have actually lasted long enough. And, and by the way, it was not insignificant. Uh, it's usually about an inch. La- this last time we had, I think three inches, which may seem like nothing again in Northern climates but which it is nothing here austin has no snow plows right no no trucks that can dump sand on the ground and so there were patches of roads that were icy for a whole week uh that were never cleared the the only way that most roads got cleared is through the wheels of cars driving over that snow that's it so it was definitely uh chaos here for a while with I think the first two days, literally nobody drove anywhere. And then by the third day, people started running out of emergency food packets, uh, which, which is what I'm calling condiments. 
that people get at home when they <laughs> Just, order food. Honey, give me a thing of ketchup. Yeah, that's about it. All the ketchup was gone. And uh, so people started trying to venture out and driving over that snow and getting it melted. But well, yeah, you don't was, have here in Chicago. We used to drive by on the way to go into the White Sox games. One Chicago drive by. <laughs> yeah, it's always a drive by. But as you went over one bridge uh, off to the side was one of the areas where all the snow plows sit. So even, you know, in the off season, mm-hmm. even when it's warm out, the stack that they had sitting there of the salt for the roads was mm-hmm. probably like two or three stories high. You know, I mean, they got a lot of salt for probably Chicago. Mob controlled. I'm sure. But you don't have that in Austin. You needed a little bit of salt for the roadways. Oh, God, no. They don't use salt. They don't even use sand here. I mean, there's literally nothing. They're just like, I, go at it. Pretty much. Pretty much. And here, uh, yeah, there's not too many hills. Not too bad. But, like, if you start going in the hill country where Adam lives, if, they, if it snows, dude, they are, they're, if you go down the hill, you're not coming back up. You just got to stay home. I think so. Yeah, there's just the weight deliveries and whatnot. I believe it. I believe it. So it's going to be interesting to see. And I think what this- pizza, uh, by the way, pizza delivery was running at about four and a half hours. <laughs> oh, those poor guys. Oh, yeah, well, they I, were getting good tips. Though. Were they? I mean, uh, hopefully I nobody hope was so. that I asshole. Hope so. Yeah. You go You go walking up the yeah. driveway with the ice, get I, to the front door, and it's like, thanks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not usually like a huge tipper, but pizza, I always tip well because I, I used to work for, uh, actually work for both Domino's and Papa John's. Wow. Delivery guy. Yeah. For both of them. Not a pizza maker. Not, no, I did that too. I, I did. I'm, I'm really good with making pizza too. Um, no, I, again, you do what you love, right? So in my case, it was uh, making pizza. Pizza is good. Making pizza, bacon pizza, eating pizza. You name it. Well, if you could do it with pizza, jeans in on it. That's right. So it was good, good times. So I do tip, tip the uh, the uh, delivery guys pretty well. Well, that's good. You should tip your waitresses but, and waiters but, and delivery guys. Maybe this was a good segue to our test that I ran last time on not doing a tip. Oh, on, that's right. Um, you ordered Uber. your lunch without putting the tip in early. Yeah, yeah. Lunch with no tip on Uber. Uh, hour, 15 minutes. <laughs> Which is usually what, like 25, you said? No, it's never that fast. It's usually about 45. So an extra half hour, which is about what that yeah. one driver said. It sits there until they up it, which is like yep. a half hour in. Yep. That's interesting. No, I think it's it's totally the case. And you can, so on Uber, you get notified when your order is kind of live and put in there. And then you get notified when the order is made. And then you get notified when the driver picks up the order and you get notified when the driver just dropped it at your door. Do they notify you when the driver spits in your order or is that extra charge? Well, they I don't think anyone really. I mean, what's the point? Right. But there is there. There certainly has been a change in packaging of the delivered food over the last two years because it used to just come in the standard, you know, bag box whatever it should right as if you had picked it up yourself as if you picked it up yourself and then what what uber clearly found out is that a lot of customers said hey my french fries are missing hey my drink is missing (laughs) hey my i ordered three burgers i only got two and uber of course had to cover all this stuff right because it's not it's they're they're the ones ultimately delivering to the customer yeah 
And so now a lot of these deliveries are somewhat sealed. I mean, they're tamperable, but they're either stapled, like if it's a bag, it could be stapled shut. Uh, if it's a box or maybe if it's a bag as well, you could have just tape right. sealing it so you could see if somebody tore the tape off. Which all of the boxes of the Jimmy John's. some fancy places actually have little stickers with right. the company logo that says sealed for your protection. That's what Jimmy John's had. All the sandwiches that were sent to my brother-in-law's wake had that seal on the box. Yeah. So yeah. it makes sense because you know I'm not a germaphobe, but that kind of creeps yeah. me out thinking somebody had their hands in your food. Well, hopefully you're not eating any fast food at all then. Rarely. Well, I mean, I know yeah. after they make it, they actually have to touch it. Well, but, they're uh, touching it while they're making it, too. And I would hope they're picking, so. Picking their nose, scratching their ass while they're making your food. Yeah, but they're doing it while wearing those really hygienic plastic well, gloves. Well, you think they are. <laughs> like, but yeah, but what do the gloves do? I never understood. A lot of people were wearing gloves when if COVID started. If you wear started. gloves and you scratch your ass. Right. And then you make food. Right. Does it really matter if you were wearing gloves? No. So what good do the gloves do? Nothing. Yeah. Unless you're seeing them put the gloves on, you know, when they start your sandwich. Yeah. If it's a fresh, brand new pair of gloves for every customer. But that's that's not the case. But that's definitely not the case. That is not the case. And I think that you have to get past a certain level of germaphobe. Like I'm a little bit of a germaphobe. Like I will never pick up anything that drops to the floor. I don't believe in the five second rule or whatever people call it. If it's not in my hands, on my fork, or in my mouth, I'm not going to eat it. I agree. So, well, you're a rare exception because most people that I know, most of my friends will absolutely have this made up five second rule. It's like, yeah, it was on the floor for just a few seconds. Not a big deal. No, I don't. Like, I don't insane. like it. Insane. Yeah, you're insane. Even with something like you know a vitamin, you know that's a hard case. You know, just vitamin. Not Literally even. had that happen today. I actually <laughs> dropped a prescription pill. That's a buck a pill, and I still threw it out. Throw it right. Thank you. Yes. That's exactly what you do because it hit the floor. You don't know it what's on the, the floor. floor. I know what's on the floor. I'm walking around on the floor. That's right. what's on the floor. Yeah. yeah. And ants are walking around on the floor. I don't know. Do you have ants in Chicago? We we do. I mean, not in the house regularly. We but, I, uh, we have fucking ants here in Texas. Let me tell you. Yeah. You got nasty ants that we have down ants there, that will eat you yeah. alive. Yes. Well, and then, you know, burp you up and eat you again. They, they, uh, there's a variety of ants here, including fire ants. I remember the first time my parents encountered fire ants because we were, we were at a, uh, I don't know if it was the zoo or just somewhere in a park. And I think it was in Fort Worth and, um, sat down on the bench to rest. And then I felt something and I looked down and I saw the fire ants and I was like, we got to get out of here. And I like jumped straight up into the air, like, uh, you know, well, yeah, because it's not just one fire ant. And like walk 10 feet away. And my parents are still sitting there looking at me like I'm crazy. Gene, what I'm are like, you doing? You guys have fire ants crawling up your legs. You don't want to be. I was like, what's the big deal? You just, you know, you flick them like, off. It's a big deal. And finally convinced my parents to start leaving. And then the ants started biting them because now they're stepping on the ants. <laughs> And uh, they realized that fire ants you don't fuck with. It's basically a bee sting. Is what it feels like. Yeah. Except that they don't lose their stinger the way that bees do. They can they just keep, keep on biting, biting you over and over and over. Yeah. And they're they're injecting formic acid into you. It's not pleasant. It, it's it it feels like a a hot little tiny little needle that has been heated up till it's red hot 
and then poking in your skin. Yeah. Uh, so those things are nasty. There's also the normal ants that I think most places have that don't have that kind of bite, but still are annoying. And then we have these little tiny ants that are not like baby ants, but they're, they're a species of ants that is about half the size of normal ants. Um, and uh, I've had all three of them in my house, not at the same time, at the variety of times. I've never had to deal with ants the way that I've had to deal with ants in Austin. Like I have to buy ant traps and ant killer on a regular basis. I've never had to do that anywhere else. I've occasionally had to do that when I was in Dallas, but I've never, I mean, this Austin is like ant paradise here. And I think part of the reason for that is because there are so few flying insects in Austin. So it's a trade off. And it's a trade-off between the walking insects and the flying insects. And there's so few flying insects because we have a gigantic illegal Mexican bat population in Austin. Awesome. And so you don't have problems with, like, we have wasps and hornets and all that we other have, kind of stuff. Well, I actually have uh, wasps. They're kind of pets. <laughs> okay. But um, I can send you a picture sometime. No, my whole house is covered with wasp houses. Nice. Uh, now, now, do you have a tattoo not, by any chance? They do not bother. No, I don't have any tattoos. Okay, because NetNet wanted to know if fire ants were worse or you know about the same as getting a tattoo. I've never had a tattoo, so I can't say. I will say it feels like a hot, a red hot little needle. So it it's a very small same. area. Uh, but I've been stung by bees and wasps before, and it's a very similar feel. So if you've ever had any of those, <clears throat> the fire. I, I will say the fire ant stuff does wear off faster. It wears off in probably five minutes. Whereas the bee sting, you feel for about half an hour. And if you're allergic to them, then you got. Well, you're problem. fucked then. That's right. a whole different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't be allergic. That's a better, better way to go. It's good advice, but don't take medical advice from anyone on this show. That's not even medical advice. Don't be allergic has more to do with <laughs> mindset than medical advice. Okay. Either way, don't yeah. sue me. Well, but I don't know. It might be fun. We can give it a shot. So I have a uh, clip today. I mean, do you want <clears throat> to uh, do? A yeah, go ahead. Of- a little bit of math and uh oh this is i know this is math is hard the I used to do a show with a guy that was a math major so i mean i learned a little bit of math and this was from yesterday's 1400th no agenda show okay and i was screaming when this segment was on uh oh because i was just like no 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 but let me play it and then you can tell me if you know why i was uh, screaming okay at the see. at the speakers let's find out well okay i'll jump ahead just for one second to play this clip from ireland by the way this oh, is shit. great audio i love the quality of this audio this is so good <laughs> you're, you're kissing ass here is that it for the uh to, to for adam to hear you say that the audio is good oh or? he doesn't listen to this don't worry well that's good okay well okay i'll jump ahead just for one second to play this clip from ireland because it shows you so hold on so we're playing a clip of a clip of a clip on a show it's like inception but it is inception all right go ahead uh insane it is what these they don't even realize what they're saying coming out of their own mouths is just factually not just incorrect but illogical listen to this uh, uh from ireland our sole priority is to ensure that our health service does not become overwhelmed okay. as a society we need to okay hold on hold on other. i'm gonna interrupt right there yes so first of all our sole priority is to ensure that the service doesn't become overwhelmed shouldn't the sole priority be 
To maintain the health of the population? Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah, and to keep people from being sick in the first place and all that. But, uh, I mean, or I get treating it. people. I mean, saying our sole priority is to make sure our hospitals are empty. Yes. It seems like that's a very small fucked up. part of, that's yeah, fucked up. of what I'm it sorry. should be. Go ahead. 93% of the adult population are fully vaccinated. We have over 600 people in hospital at the moment, and roughly around half, half. of those are unvaccinated. Half. The evidence mm-hmm. is absolutely clear, and tonight I would join with all of our healthcare professionals in urging people who have not yet received the vaccine to please take it up. More than anything. Okay, do now, do you have an English translation of that clip? Or? Do you not understand the uh, the accent? It's it's not hard It sounds Gaelic to me. It may be. I mean, is it Gaelic? It's in Ireland. I, they're I speaking can't. English, but definitely with the little bit of a brogue. You're saying that's English? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But the concept is uh, 93% of the adults in yes. Ireland, they're saying, are vaccinated. Yes. And right now, there's like 600 people in the hospital. And half of them are unvaccinated. Correct. Yeah, that's that's a problem. If you are not vaccinated, you are most at risk of getting seriously ill from this virus. Mm-hmm. And that is what the evidence is telling us. No, the evidence is telling you it's 50 50. I don't understand. Am I missing the logic here that 50 percent of the people in ho- in hospital are vaccinated, 50% are unvaccinated. So she says, the evidence is, is clear, you better get vaccinated. Well, no! There's just as much chance as getting vaccinated puts you in the hospital, or am I nuts? Okay, so that's the clip. Yeah. Do you do you find any problems with the logic of Adam Curry? I do. I understand both what Adam is trying to say and what you're implying as well, I think. So what you, mathematically speaking, this is an a simple problem that essentially says, what is it, 93%, 97%? What was the percent? 93% of the adults 93%, vaccinated. right, right. So if half of 93% are in the hospital and half well, no, of no. 7% are in the hospital. But that's not what they're saying. Half, well, that is what they're saying. No, it's not. They're saying that of the 600 people in the hospital, half, half are vaccinated, half okay, are not. Okay, let me rephrase it. Yes. Half are coming from the 93%. Correct. And half are coming from the 7%. Correct. So clearly, the 7% is accounting for a much greater. So essentially, it'd be the uh, uh, it'd be one over 93 and one over 7, right? Correct. And what Adam was saying was, since it's half and half, you have an equal shot. Well, that's not true. I mean, let's just pretend for a minute. Well, but. It is kind of it just you have to understand what he's saying, though, because no, no, uh, he's using this as proof that this shows that the vaccine isn't having any uh, play at all. And who's being hospitalized? Well, but here's the thing. So if it, it is half the people are vaccinated in the hospital, half are not. Right. So your odds of being in the hospital, whether you're vaccinated or not. Uh, are determined by the total population, but your individual odds of the people that actually are in the hospital are 50-50. So I think that's the point he was trying to make. No, it was certainly not the point he was trying to make. And Well, I don't know. That's kind of what I heard. I would completely disagree because it was also put down that because this vaccine was having no effect. So let's just say, I mean, it's hard in a large area like that because you're dealing with what I think the story should be, which is how 
the fact that there's only 600 people in the hospital yeah in ireland that, that's a huge number too so if there's only 600 people in the hospital you have to know how many people live in their area to really see what percentage of people we're talking about well i think they were talking about all of ireland which is like five million people you're kidding no that there really that wasn't just a hospital they're talking about all the hospitals in Ireland have 600 people. I believe so, because I went and tried to do research, and that was what I found. And that I. Well, would... that's a much bigger story than both of those. Things. Yes. Yes. Well, that's the point that should be pointed out. Yeah. Well, that's the population the point of Ireland pointed what? out. At but least 100,000 people, right? If we can just do a very quick statistics lesson, let's pretend we have a town of 100 people. 90 are vaxxed, 10 are not vaxxed. There's 10 people in the hospital five of each group so it's 50 50 in the hospital yeah. that means that and half of, the unvaxxed people are in the hospital right and five percent of, five, the, right, of right. the non-vaxxed are in the well, hospital yeah like four and a half or whatever yeah yeah but that's huge that's a huge difference if you're talking statistics yeah 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 and, no that's that's absolutely true but again the five people that are in the hospital that are vaxxed aren't supposed to be in the hospital because the vansieren was supposed to ensure that you don't get the disease. And furthermore, of those 95% or 90% or whatever in your example that are vaxxed, uh, even as they've changed their definition and said, well, you may still uh, get infected even though you've had the vaccine, but your symptoms will be much lesser. But apparently, there's still enough people with symptoms that require hospitalization to account for five people. So. Right. But like the, the all logic things, makes sense. The logic makes sense to say, you know, people should get vaxxes. It is lowering it. But where well, I would disagree then is you're talking about if this is the case with Ireland. Yeah. Right now, out of those 600 people, that means per million of the vaccinated people in the hospital, 0.64 per million. The unvaxxed people, 8.57 per million, which is yeah. way higher. But it's still only less than nine people per million in the hospital. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's basically one person out of 100,000, less than one person out of 100,000. And this gets lost um, when you start. And the population about of, of the Ireland, stuff. apparently the live population of Ireland is five million, fifteen thousand, six hundred and fifty five people right now. And of course, it's only adults that have been jabbed, though. So trying to do the stats on this is that you can't you can't really do the stats. Exactly. The weird stat, because I was on the Irish news and looking at covid stuff, according to the oh, that's latest right. speak Irish. Yes. Well, and <laughs> I could read it, too. They're claiming that as of right now, only about 10 percent of the population of Ireland has had covid. Which. That seems really low for two years. Now we're almost into this of a disease that's supposed to be really, really easy to catch in a little island like Ireland. Really? Only one out of 10 people have contracted it. That that seems low to me, too. So there's a lot of crazy stuff about this. But this is, you know, we're unrelenting. Well, on the it, search it for is. The truth. It is. But but also, I mean, 59 percent of Israelis hospitalized are vaccinated. Okay, and what's the point? Well, my point is that depending on the country, the majority of the people in the hospital may or may not be vaccinated. Okay. That's different in every country. Well, that's fine. And the other thing they're not separating, which would be very helpful, is what do you, what's the bar for being hospitalized? 
because there's a lot of people. I mean, I've That's been hospitalized with That's a migraine. Absolutely. Right. Yes. You know, I've been hospitalized with a migraine because the symptoms kind of mimic something else. You know, in my case, a stroke. And they wanted to do some tests, but I was hospitalized with the a migraine. Right. Which, you know, this is where's the bar for being hospitalized? Because hospitalized doesn't mean deathly ill. I suspect in in certain African countries, if you're hospitalized for COVID, it means you're dead already. It could be because there's not been a problem in <laughs> Africa yet. And there won't be. <laughs> which is uh, that's that's confusing a lot of people. Yeah, because it, it, it takes a, a healthcare system that demands payments in order to justify having COVID. So there's so many factors to this kind of stuff that. Yeah. And so what you bring hard. up a very good point is that that statistics can be twisted and utilized to to bolster virtually any position, depending on how you present the stats and which stats they are. So well, as far as Adam in this case, I, I, of course, totally see your point, because if you do the math, it basically says that uh, you have a much higher chance of ending up in a hospital as an unvaccinated Irish person than you do as a vaccinated Irish person. Right. But that's literally as far as you can go. What you can't right. say is why. All Correct. you can say is that that seems to be the statistical case. But it's it just doing that, that math and I have to call out Dvorak, too, because he just responded back after that with, no, you're right. It's like, I understand math is hard, but watching the troll room during this, too, this mm. is we've talked about confirmation bias. Mm -hmm. um, Adam and John have talked a lot of no agenda about the mass hypnosis from, you know, the other side. It goes on in both sides. People are listening and they're like, well, Adam's saying it, so it must be true. It's like, well, how do you get? check then if you're incorrect you need i mean yes men are great and that's fine but then you might really get something wrong miss out on it because nobody's going hey wait 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 the stats of that say maybe you got that a little bit wrong and that's what we're doing here in a loving way and hopefully a way that people can take something from it and be like oh yeah you know i should look at all the news sources i'm listening to and go does that make sense and if math is involved, try doing the math well, yourself. And, and I hate math because I, I think you're you're confirming some other biases right now. Because I I was received some uh, communication saying, "Hey, who's the socialist you're on with?" <laughs> right. And I said, "Oh yes, well I have a socialist that I'm on with because kind of like social Tim Pool has uh, Ian. Every show needs somebody to be wrong all the time, and and that's why I, I have Daryl. Well, that's why I replaced Bemrose with you." We need, mm -hmm. we need, yeah, that. you need somebody who's right. I'm, no, I know. no, we need somebody that was wrong, wrong all the time. Yes, yes. And you think you're misunderstanding, but that's why having, that's one thing that John and Adam have said a lot on No Agenda, which is this is why there's two of us. And usually, yeah. Dvorak, I'm surprised because usually John would jump on the fact that, oh, no, no, you're uh, wrong. And I'll tell you why you're yeah. wrong. Sometimes. Yes. I, Adam, look, I, there have been certainly instances where I've, I've, I went, what the fuck to stuff that Adam has said, because it is fairly simple to disprove. And Adam, uh, you know, jumps on a band, like, for example, the, uh, the rockets bouncing off the sphere oh, right. around the earth. Right. And then, and, and I mean, I like, he was like, well, what, what, what about this? I was like, well, that is the effect that happens when yada, yada. Like, well, how do you explain this? Well, it's like, look, it's not that hard to explain things if you've actually studied the subject. 
it's a lot harder to explain things if you haven't. And so a lot of stuff that turns into memes on the internet on the right and the left, but certainly if we're talking about the right, uh, it's not, it's not exclusively on the left. These are memes put together by people that don't understand how things actually work. And there's, and there's a lot of funny memes that are that way, but they're being funny. Doesn't make them true. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a little bit of homework and Hey, maybe, maybe we'll get clipped on no agenda. And that would be a great promo. We're definitely for us. not getting clipped. On that, <laughs> that would be way too good a promo. If you think you're going to get clipped and promoted for trashing no agenda, <laughs> no, not as trashing being disinformation, pointing out and an not doing item, l- literally fake news, calling no agenda, fake news. You think that's going to earn you a clip? We've learned from no agenda. You listen to the talking heads and you say why they're wrong. They, right. they just happen to be the talking heads in this case. Well, they are. And I, there may even be a show that, that, that's on, uh, that's going to clip us. It's just not going to be no agenda. And then I'll point out how wrong we are because we don't understand some other aspects of this particular study that somebody's actually looked into and says, well, you're going by what the person said. It'll you be comic strip study. After, I'm pretty sure. You know, he was double jabbed and now he wants the triple jab. So, and he got he, the mRNA one too. And I mean, I at least went with the Johnson and Johnson. And I didn't turn into a werewolf or anything. Yeah, yet. well, you turn into a socialist, apparently. No, I want my money. I want my money. That's I, what all the socialists say. Can they I take a sidetrack? Can I take they, a sidetrack into how insane? Have you sold anything on eBay recently? I have not logged into eBay in like two years. Oh, my God. Did the for anybody that uses eBay, is this something new that the percentage that they charge has like skyrocketed? Because really, my wife wanted this massively overpriced lego toy oh my god for christmas the lego titanic which right through lego was 629 bucks oh my god yeah 629 no one is allowed to make fun of me spending money on video games anymore (laughs) because that is insane price for a fucking lego yeah i'm still gonna make fun of you for the video games because i also made fun of her for the lego and her mom was gonna buy it for her for christmas which is great that means then i don't have to buy it but the thing was immediately sold out. Then it went on, you know, back order. So I ordered one and then was going to cancel it because it wasn't supposed to ship until December. Uh-huh. And, and her mom had gone to the Lego store and actually got one in hand. So I'm like, OK, great. Oh. Well, Lego all of a sudden ships this thing way sooner oh. than I thought. Well, so I'm like, for you. well, I'm like, I can put it up on eBay. People are selling them sure. on eBay price, probably more than 600 bucks. Oh, yeah. And I offered it up at cost the other day. On no agenda social and a couple people were interested, but nobody jumped in. I was like, hey, if you want it for cost, I'm not looking to make money on this thing. You know, on eBay, I'd like to make money because I don't know people, but I listed it on eBay for eight hundred and ninety nine bucks and it's sold. Oh, my God. But eBay now charges you such a high percentage. I mean, one, I thought it was interesting that they added sales tax of over ninety dollars to the order. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, is that legal? I mean, I just paid sales tax on this thing. So me reselling this yeah, wasn't the fact that I just paid sales tax on the no. item. Shouldn't that make it? Nope. Correct. Nope. So but sales tax is charged when there's a transaction. So anytime you can have, if that person then resells it tomorrow, it sales tax gets charged again. Okay. So eBay's collecting the sales tax. That's fine. Yep. But they also then take their percentage on the shipping, which is the mm-hmm. exact price of shipping, because you're doing it through their system through, in this case, FedEx. 
Mm-hmm. They take the portion of the tax as well. So what I wound up with was $766 where eBay took like $1,100 from the person that bought it. 1100 Yeah. I because, thought it was $899 or whatever. Yeah, because of shipping and tax. Oh. And so Bro, eBay. That's a, hold up. How big yeah. is this thing? How much is shipping? 100 bucks. It was. Well, the shipping wasn't horrible. But it is a a 33-pound Lego box. Oh, my God. Yeah. 33 pounds. This thing's big. Yeah. I mean, look, that's, uh, yeah, that sounds about right. I don't think that's weird at all. The only thing that's different is you're not used to paying sales tax. Well, that's part of it. But I I remember eBay being like paying 5%, where now it's like 16. What do you care you you listed for eight ninety nine. You got seven sixty. What'd you get? Seven sixty. So I made eighty bucks, which isn't horrible. But well, forgetting the eighty bucks, but eight ninety nine to seven sixty. So what does that come down to? One hundred and sixty two dollars and twenty three cents for eBay fees. Yeah. So did you do a super tagger lister? No, no I didn't pay anything or whatever. No. Okay, you didn't pay that. No add ons. No. So it was what? It was 15 Not guilty commission? verdict were being reported in the troll room. We have a but not guilty. Source, give us sources, sources. In the Rittenhouse trial. We got to have a second second source before we can. Oh, okay. Got a second. Uh, RT yeah. just notified me that Kyle Rittenhouse found not guilty by Kenosha jury. Alex Jones loving it according to Blitzed. Nice, nice. So we're have, gonna, the, see, have the riot All the started. good shows are, are broadcasting live right now, like Alex Jones. It's right and us. Very, oh, and us. I forgot about us. God damn it. The bad shows are broadcasting it too. Yeah. Yes. New new uh, verdict, non guilty. Very good. I was surprised. I really thought there was a holdout on the jury. Um, so yeah, this is this is a good sign in some ways and a bad sign in other ways. Yes, because now you're gonna see what's going to happen in Kenosha and nationwide. I actually think really. Kenosha will be fine because Kenosha's got the military there and they're allowed to shoot. So it may be the places like Chicago, Portland, uh, the usual places that yeah. will uh, erupt. Oh, in violence. Portland's going to burn big time. <laughs> That's guaranteed. Portland's just going to burn. If you're in Portland, uh, we feel bad for you, but mm-hmm. you elected the people. They're running the city into the ground. The the good thing about this is that it it does in this day and age reaffirm the right to self defense. Yes. Because that was really what was on trial. It was, wasn't some kid in Wisconsin. It was, do people have the right of self-defense or not? Because if you're not allowed to shoot at somebody who's pointing a gun at you because they missed their shot, right? then you're not allowed to defend yourself. And if you're not allowed to defend yourself and there are no police around, then you are the designated victim. Well, and a big part of the liberal media douchebaggery in this was, well, he shouldn't have been there. And that's not America. But you have the freedom to go wherever you want. I mean, besides breaking yeah. into other people's homes, but he was breaking no laws. So you cannot say he shouldn't have been there. He absolutely should have been there, as should have a lot more people. Think about that. If we would have had everybody in that town armed on the roofs of their buildings, the way that they were during the LA riots with the Koreans, then we likely would have had a lot fewer arsons, a lot fewer buildings destroyed and windows broken. And I think this idea that somehow you can't do bodily harm on the 
in defense of property is bullshit. Thankfully, in Texas, we can. It's a state-by-state law. And in Wisconsin, you're not allowed to defend property with deadly force. Yes, which means you just sit by and watch. You're only allowed to defend other people with deadly force. So what you literally have to do is have some sacrificial scapegoat lambs out there that will stand in front of the properties that are getting damaged and walk right up to the people damaging the properties. And as soon as those people touch them, then you can shoot them and kill them. Right. Well, you talked about earlier. By the way, we don't provide legal advice. No, we don't. You talked earlier about the Wild West and. There were, you know, again, if you believe television, movies, things you've read, history, those kind of things. When the Wild West, when a town finally got fed up, because usually you were only being terrorized by a small group of uh, outlaws. Mm -hmm. Once everybody in the town decided to stand up, arm themselves and stand, you know, at the edge of town, whatever big dramatic moment it would be. That absolutely works when the average person stands up for their neighborhood. And says we're not going to take this anymore. Well, that is that, what's needed. Or the, you, you you reach out to somebody that can stand up for you, like the Magnificent Seven with the absolutely <laughs> brilliant Yule Brainer in the lead role. There were some great westerns that were put out in the day. Yeah, if you haven't watched Magnificent Seven, definitely do. It's a remake of the Seven Samurai. But people need to stand. I'm here in Chicago. This is what's been said for decades now. Which is the crime would get taken care of if the people in all those neighborhoods that are riddled with crime would take a stand. Because the cops are never going to do it. The cops can come in and clean up a mess here and there, and maybe they'll catch somebody here and there. But they're not there 24-7 to see everything. don't have any more cops in Chicago. Yeah, there's fewer and fewer, which is, uh, it's amazing. These cities that have decided to defund the police and who were, like, really happy that a third of the police force retired or went away are now going, huh, how come more people are getting raped, robbed, and beaten? I don't know. Maybe we should have more police. Yeah, or maybe the people should move away from those cities. Or everybody them. should be armed. Everybody should know mm-hmm. how to defend themselves. And that goes a long way. I mean, this goes back to Adam Curry being on Leo Laporte's show, pulling out the judge. And saying everybody's mm-hmm. a lot more polite here in Texas because everybody has one of these. Yep. But there's something to be said for that because are you going to break into somebody's house if you think that they might be sitting right behind the door with a gun waiting for you? No. I mean, not yep. unless you're nuts. Yep. Exactly. It's um, an armed society is a polite society. It's absolutely the case. Uh, you know, back when I ran, ran uh, regular poker games. Uh, as opposed to I, irregular poker games? Yeah. Uh, I remember that one time we had some uh, some guests over, and when somebody noticed that I was wearing a gun uh, and made a comment <laughs> about it, it said, well, I mean, pretty much everybody at the table is armed, at which point everyone showed their weapons. This person was a little unhinged after that, and we got a bunch of money off them. They turned white at deal. that point? Well, they were surprised. They were from California, you see, where the guns are something you, they're mythical things that evil people have. Well, and most people, you'll never know. I mean, if they're doing it right, that they have a concealed carry, because my brother-in-law who had just passed away, it was at, I think, Thanksgiving last year or so, 
I just made a comment about, oh, everybody should be carrying. And he like oh, pulled up the back of his shirt like, oh, OK. I, you know, I had no mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, you've got it. You, you don't want to be flashy. Now, there are some areas. I mean, Texas, I think, is still an open carry state. So you can you have yeah, to have it showing right that we're no we're full full on carry there's no requirements anymore for anything anybody in the state can carry either concealed or open which is the way it should be and then you're yeah, responsible if you do something stupid with a gun and somebody gets hurt or killed you deserve yeah, to go to jail absolutely absolutely it's uh i do i do think that education is beneficial and that if you're not going to have a requirement for any gun education prior to having a carry permit, which I, I think it is good that you don't need a permit, but I do think you need education. I'm not sure how to, uh, you know, how to balance those two things other than it'd be great to do what we used to do in this country uh, back when I was in school, which is have gun classes in school. Right. You know, where you, you actually learn to shoot along with your math, your your arithmetic, and your writing. Well, to learn that guns are a tool like anything else. Yeah. And if you're in certain areas, I mean, if you're in Alaska, I mean, you really want to have a gun in case a bear walks up to you. you know, so they're... you can shoot yourself. That's absolutely true. <laughs> right. Yeah, because that, that bear will absolutely cause unbelievable pain. You're better off taking your own life. Right. That's, again, you might not always want to take advice from Gene, but sometimes he's spot on. You know, but it's important to have these tools. They are useful for people that want to still hunt themselves for their own food. They're helpful. Or even hunt others. Maybe. Maybe it's a Soylent Green. But I mean, other animals, not necessarily yourself. No, you never know. You're open to anything. But having the knowledge is an important thing. And yeah, I agree with you. I don't know how you balance this without being like, oh, wait, no, we're. We have to force you to go take a class so then we can give you the license. It's like, I don't like that part of it either, Yeah, but I think people should have a clue what they're doing before they decide to take on a deadly weapon and just be like, I'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that there is a, again, if you just simply make the education mandatory while you're in school, then you solve that problem. But Good luck at this stage trying to get anybody in the school board to see the benefits of doing that. Right. Well, yeah, because it's all guns are bad. This is all, again, a political show more than we want to teach people. I mean, I've heard stories and I know they're all just incidental in that. But I've known people who were very anti-gun and you take them out to the range for a day and they're like, oh, well, that's not so scary. You know, it's it's all a mis. A conception of what's going on uh and, and speaking of guns did you see the latest in the alec baldwin thing we covered that here the rust mm. shooting was that yeah. it was on purpose yeah yeah well yeah the script supervisor says he wasn't supposed to fire the gun he wasn't supposed to handle the gun he wasn't supposed to load the gun he wasn't supposed to cock the gun and he wasn't sure as hell supposed to fire the gun and he's essentially being accused of playing Russian roulette. So how does this happen? You know, I mean, well, I think Tim Pool actually had a great, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, a, a great theory, I guess, on that is that he effectively had an argument with his lover and then shot her. Oh, whoa. That this was a crime of passion 
and that Baldwin figured that he could make this become an accident and shut her up. Wait, is that true? Was he dating her. this the filmographer that died? No, no, no. It's a theory. It's okay. a theory, but it's a good theory. I mean, any theory and is good. Baldwin if it's has a habit of having uh, extramarital affairs. Like he's been well documented in being a ladies' man. So it would certainly not be out of character for him to be having a little bit of a passion thing happening with somebody on the set and somebody that maybe had tried to blackmail him and make it public. And then, uh, cause he did say, remember, I, I just had dinner with her the night before. Ooh. He, he said that on the side of the road when he was doing a little impromptu interview, he said that to essentially say, no, I, why would I do something bad to this person when I'm friends with her and just interacted with her and had dinner with her? Right. Unless. Right. So, I mean, at when, dinner, when it comes down said, to it, you when, either break up with your wife or I'm going to go public with this and kill the whatever's left of your career. And he decided, okay, okay, you want to do that? Let's see what happens. So, this is the same logic as no, I like Gene. I just podcasted with him yesterday. Why would I shoot him? And then I'd be like, oh, wait, there's probably a lot of reasons in the podcast from yesterday. You never well, know. This, this is why podcasts are recorded. Right. And, and, for and evidence. Just live streamed. For evidence later. For evidence. In yes. a court of law. Mm. I, I mean, for Rittenhouse, I feel good because this at least brings the, yeah. the legal portion of this yes. to a close. Where if it had gone the other way, and as we were talking yeah, about earlier. Yeah, drag on. So I think now at this stage. He's free to go on with his life and the ambition of becoming a policeman. Uh, DigiGuru reporting that the MSNBC black reporter seems very disappointed. There's no rioting breaking out in front of the courthouse. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Aww. Well, I mean, here's the thing. As a nation of law and order, we have to believe that the system is working and the system is set up in such a way that even if this had come back, you know, if you're somebody that supported Rittenhouse, say, and this came back that he was guilty, it's still not over because then there's yeah. a whole appeals process to it. Yeah. This is set up in such a way to try to do everything humanly possible and people are flawed and mistakes are made, OJ, that allow people to walk. But the reality of the situation is most logical people in a society will say, I would rather a guilty person gets off every now and then than to put a non-guilty person in prison. And I think that's gone now for a lot of people in this country who just want to try things based upon the color of somebody's skin. They want to try things based upon sound bites. And none of these trials are that simplistic, unless you have somebody on video doing something. And even then, now we learned, you know, it could be cropped. It could be edited. It could, anything could be possible. These days, it could be completely fake. True. It could yeah. be a complete deep fake. It could even be a shallow fake. <laughs> that's so that's a really bad deep fake, is it? Or, uh, well, I, I mean, like, there has been edited video forever. It doesn't have to be deep fake, right? Be, you could have the back view of somebody and wearing the same clothes as the person, and then it could be mistaken for that person. There's tons of people that are picked up by the police that <laughs> just simply look like somebody that's a suspect. Sir Matthew says of uh, Maps with Matt, which is a show that was great until it only did four episodes, said it could be a deep dish fake 
which is when you come to Chicago, I guess, and you get thin crust. That would be a deep dish fake. Oh, that's creative. I like that. I like, that. I, like I like thin crust pizza. Yeah. So should we talk about uh, like uh, listeners that are happy with what we're doing? Yes. I was just going to go to some people that were nice enough to support today's episode of unrelenting, including somebody at the top of the list, executive producer that uh, is either watching Eugene or uh, has some inside information, but uh, it's kind of concerning to me. Cal from Lavender Blossoms, Mm. lavenderblossoms.org. Cal, for those of you who may be unfamiliar, has a business, sells some excellent CBD oil stuff, uh, THC in the new better packaged uh, oil salves kind of a thing for pain relief all that and has some great honey too once a year when really when it's in yeah yeah i mean it's good it really can't be shipped he sent us a sample last year and it's good enough to drive a truck to michigan just to pick up a uh, a load of this honey i think but he comes in today in the amount that blows anybody on locals away because cal's coming in with 161 dollars and 80 cents today Holy cow. Wow. Yeah, yes. He is an executive producer. Yes, he is. And That's we appreciate it. Well, I'm, I'm also glad to see him uh, donating here, not just uh, to me on OnlyFans. Right. I, he must love your OnlyFans because he says, I've heard of Sir Gene long ago. So, I mean, I wonder how long ago. Where is the legend of Sir Gene? When did it really begin? But he says, I've heard of Sir Gene long ago through Adam Curry. I always imagine him wearing an Adidas outfit with a heavy Russian accent and surrounded by hookers. And uh, I told you that uh, line yesterday, and, and you immediately sent me a picture of you in an Adidas sweatsuit. Well, even better than that, I I sent you a picture right as you said, oh, yeah, he sent this donation and mentioned the Adidas sweatsuit. Uh, I sent you a video of me opening an Amazon package and pulling out an Adidas sweatsuit. Yeah. So, so you're not wrong. <laughs> Cal knows. But I, I, I just don't have the deep Russian accent because, uh, you know, I'm a little more evolved than that. You're more of the uh, KGB they want to sneak into the country. That not as obvious. Well, it, KGB doesn't exist, first of all. So oh, I don't know exactly. what you're talking about. Right. Neither does the uh, CIA or NSA or any of those. They're not real. Oh, no, they're all real. Absolutely. They're real. But uh, Cal did follow that with, but he's so articulate, exclamation point, question mark. So mm-hmm. uh, he didn't know you were articulate, too. He just thought you would. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of had to think about that <laughs> when you read that. I was like, wait a minute. Is that is that a, a compliment or a backhanded insult? Yes. Which is the best kind of compliment slash backhanded insult. Right. But yeah, he says, well, I'm, I'm I'm glad you stopped beating your wife anyway. <laughs> he questioned, is there? I don't I, I can I can beat her at a few things, but not uh, Lego. He says, is there anything he doesn't know or he hasn't done? Well, if you ask Gene, no. If you ask everybody else, yes. There are things he doesn't know. Not much. There are done. things. There, there are certain sports I haven't played. For uh, an apparent reason? I mean, you played hockey because you came from uh, I didn't play Minnesota. hockey. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I've just, like, uh, I've never played baseball, which, like, is such a weird game. How, I mean, it's not really weird. It's just slow moving for most people. Yeah. So I don't know. I've never done that. You're more but into the action. I uh, I do like the Winter Olympics more than the Summer Olympics. Oh, I, I do too. That. I do too. Yeah. I like seeing people running and jumping is not nearly as interesting and seeing them 
skiing and shooting. Yeah, skiing down a hill at like 100 miles an hour. It's like. Well, I was was thinking of the biathlon. Well, and then you have shooting there. Do they still do that? Well, that's that's what biathlon is. I know, but do they still they still allow shooting in the Olympics? Oh yeah. I mean, they they're not fully woke then because you know guns are bad. Well, they, the shooting has been in the Olympics for a very long time. I know, but that doesn't mean they're not going to try to pull it out. Just wait. It'll they be may. They may try and pull it out. That's true. Um, you never know. Uh, they also have uh, archery. Which is a much more civilized way to shoot. But that's, yeah, that's in the Summer Olympics, though. Yes. Uh, but but I, my favorite Olympic sport is actually curling. You know, there is something oddly zen about watching curling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's the something- best, the best people on the U S Olympic team all come from Minnesota and Wisconsin. You know, I like to turn to my wife and be like, that's called a broom. The thing they're using. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually the last thing I remember from that particular day, uh-huh. but it's an interesting sport. It is. It's it a- is. It's a, it's a cool sport. It has very old origins, obviously. And it's a team sport where a lot of the winter Olympic sports are actually individual efforts. That's true, too. That is true. Except for hockey. And imagine if you could go bowling and have your buddies be putting wax right. on in the, front of the ball. Yeah. yeah, on the lane in front of the ball. Like, that would be so cool. I don't know if that's a selling point for most people, but it's an interesting sport nonetheless. And we appreciate the support, Cal. Thanks for being an executive producer of the Unrelenting Podcast. Yeah, we, we'd appreciate samples, too, if you got any. Yeah. Cal has hey the now. best stuff. Hey now. He has the best stuff. Coming in next, though, is the aforementioned CSB. It doesn't oh, really? matter where he is in the world. He came in with a Bitcoin donation. Oh, yay, Bitcoin. 0.00033 Bitcoin, which was at $21 and something when it came in, and then it was down to like 18-something, although now it looks like oh. uh, looks like crypto's going back up, so probably back to about what it started with. Mm-hmm. And Thank he, you, CSB. And then he wanted to shill for his website, I believe. Yeah, well, he has a podcast, which he's the only podcaster I know who doesn't speak on his podcast. He has a ventriloquist. You know, yeah. He has somebody else do the voice for him. Mm. So he's kind of the ventriloquist, and he puts the words into Gwiff's mouth, and then Gwiff says the words, and that's how they put this out. But it is Gwiff AI. the cock. Yes. Which is an interesting name. He's he's British, you know, those British guys. Yeah, we sure do. AI.cooking is where you can go to find his awesome podcast. recipes. I think he's probably got some neat recipes there. He does. All the AI mm-hmm. comes up with all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if it's the AI that's gonna eat what, what you finish cooking after you're done. It might. It's all based on a uh it's all based on a script. And it was an interesting choice for a domain extension, the dot cooking. But, you know, it works, I guess. I hope it's working for him. Hope people are listening to that show. It's interesting yeah, it's, news about uh, the artificial intelligence world. Exactly. Well, we've we talked about having him be on the show at some point as well. And, of course, the lack of having a voice makes that a little difficult for people to, yes. to hear. He could just the once we have video, he can mime. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, he could totally come on our video uh, show at some point in the future once we've got all the bugs out and people are able to watch the stream live. Uh, and and then uh, I guess not just live, right? They can play the video later as well. Correct. I mean, hey, the uh, technology is there. While you're doing the donation segment, I've just 
double checked on our dashboard here. It looks like we've got 18 members right now, which is pretty cool. Woo! Yeah, so the numbers are going up on locals. Guys, we need to get to 20 paid members in order to move to that next level of services that locals offers. And so if you're inclined to send money our way, locals is another way of doing it. Uh, we certainly have the Bitcoin address. Um, we have the direct mail it check that uh, yes, the wife will box, go and get. <laughs> the PayPal, correct, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You can go to unrelenting.show for all that information. And if you want to see CSB's doodles, you can go to comicstripblog.com too. And that's always fun. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's had a few doodles that included us as well. Yes, he likes to. If, he, if we say something interesting, he'll doodle us. I mean, and he had a photorealistic one of Darren, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. But we sent him a picture so we can uh, figure all that out. Mike Riley, I'm in his upcoming book too, which will be fun. When that is, that's supposed to be released really soon. What's that book about? He is a uh, comic. He's a, he draws. He has a comic called I Taste Sound. It's been around for ten years, and this is kind of a retrospective with a few other things added in. Oh, cool! And uh, I uh, went up in the the level of the kickstarter that got a custom mike riley piece so i can be immortalized and uh i think it's really cool he sent me uh a copy of it it's gonna be fun it's a it's a little homage to rush limbaugh so i'll send you you'll like it because you were a big fan of rush oh yeah but also coming in today our buddy sir kilgore trout with three dollars and thirty cents and that's a monthly and we appreciate that and of course the streaming checks are still coming in from jeremy Gertis. Another six at thirty-three cents a piece. So another dollar ninety-eight this week, just coming in, check after check after check. I know his credit union must love him. He's, the amount of trees he's killing just to support you're, you're our show. You're assuming he still remembers. Maybe that's an auto payment he set up a long time ago and just, just forgot. And it's so low, yeah. you'll never notice a difference you'll for the never rest of his it. life. Exactly. I'll be getting I'll thirty-three be, cents a day. It, it, that's exactly right. So maybe the lower, see, the lower amounts are better then because people just forget that kind of stuff. I've had, uh, I've had memberships well, you can like take that. the lower ones. I'll take the higher ones and we'll be uh, we'll be good to go. You know, like the unlocator, which stopped working for MLB. So I, I had to cancel that. But that was like twenty five bucks every six months. And I just kept forgetting to cancel mm-hmm. it. And a lot of people do that. You have these things you forget. Oh, yeah, That's the way Twitch works is once you uh, support somebody on Twitch. Every time, like, there is no option for, and I'd like to do this in the future. It's just, if you click support, it's it is going to get repeated. And you have to go in and manually flip it off. And then they say, why would you want to turn this off? What reason is, does this person now suck? And you're like, and you have to say, <laughs> yes. no, I only intended to do one month. I did not intend to forever send this guy five bucks a month. Right. You know, I get it because I understand. And I've sent support to shows and obviously get support, but there is that little twinge yeah. when you see somebody canceled their automatic payments. You're like, oh, well, yeah, like Nick the Rat, I had to cancel because the fucker won't even admit that I ever gave him any money and, and like doesn't talk to me, doesn't do it. I, I jumped in there yesterday. I, you know, said hi, didn't hear a peep out of him. Like, fuck him. I reached out to Nick. I'm like, you want to come on unrelenting? He's like, no, fuck Gene. I'll come on any of your other shows. That's but not pretty much what I expected. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. see, that's what happens when you give Nick money. You you want to have him say, fuck you. Yeah. Best way to do that is to give him some money and then uh, he will be happy to insult you. 
did he at least send you a video like one of those little services so you get like a 30 second video of him he telling you nothing. off that would be great mm-hmm. See, maybe that could be we have a uh oh, they've just reopened too after a bunch of years dormant but one of the big restaurants downtown like when i was in high school and in college was a diner called ed de bevix which was all based on like a 50s diner thing oh but, yeah i think i've been to it yeah they're okay you would like it because their whole shtick was the waiters and waitresses are rude uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> and i'm thinking you know that's not a bad shtick like somebody yeah. donates enough money to the show yeah you it's just- funny you say that because in in the the video game that i've been playing quite a bit lately called star citizen if you go to a bar or i, I was a lot of bars not just a single bar um, you know, you can order drinks and you'll have the NPCs give you a drink. But if you go to the juice bar, like the healthy, you know, fruity kind of place, the the staff there is absolutely rude. Like, what do you want? Right. I shouldn't even be working today. You know, they, they use all these sort of like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm at work kind of phrases with the customer. And it's hilarious because obviously somebody had to write it and program it that way that they decided that at the, the, the greens juice bar, the the staff would be uh, assholes, right? They would be angry to be at work. And I mean, there Mm -hmm. are, there's another place called the wiener circle. I think it is here in Chicago that also has uh, intentionally rude staff and people go back and forth and it's all part of the floor show. Yeah. Yeah. But well, that would that be great. Makes sense. It may, may be a Chicago staple for that matter. Maybe somebody sends in a large enough donation. Maybe we need to send them like, uh, you know, a little 30 second video berating them for being so stupid as to send us a donation. How dare you? No, I'm not going to do that. I like people <laughs> that send us donations. You don't like them. That's your problem. I, I love I'm, them. Feel the I'm love. A, I, I enjoy it when uh, people recognize the the joy that we bring to their lives by entertaining them. We do bring some entertainment. We hopefully bring a little mm-hmm. bit of enlightenment and, uh, and and we're having fun at the same time. So it all yeah, works out. We're having fun. And, you know, for all the freeloaders there that aren't, aren't even willing to join locals, the website, not forget joining us as a uh, paid uh, membership. Uh, you, you just have to keep in mind that uh, we're always going to do the, the podcast for free, but we are increasing to create content just for people that do appreciate what we do by sending us some donations. And so that type of content will be on locals or if it's somewhere else, the links to that content will be on locals and uh, whether that's uh, videos, whether that's the pre-show post-show or other things that are not part of the normal podcast, uh, we're using locals as the main hub for that. Yes. It's one way for us to make it easy to support the show. And there's so many of these things popping up. I forwarded this to Adam Curry before the show there. I just got an email from something called good pods, which I had never heard of. Oh yeah. I've, I got, they contact all new podcasts. They, they do a search automatically for everyone that just submits a new podcast. The one today was hi. While Apple and Spotify battle over the big budget shows, we're focused on leveling the playing field and helping indie podcasts get discovered and rewarded. I mean, one, why don't I believe that? But it says, as you know, too many podcasters, especially indie podcasters, aren't all podcasters. Okay, maybe not all are indie, but a vast majority are. 
and they talk about you're getting little or no pay. This is why we're excited to share with you one of the app's newest features, tip jars for podcasters. Woo! Yep. After you claim your show on the app, you have the opportunity to select a payment service, PayPal, Patreon, or Venmo, giving listeners the option to send you tips. I mean, the one nice thing at this point, although I don't believe this will last permanently, importantly, no money goes to good pods. So one, I'll give them one little pat on the back for that part of it, which is they're not taking a percentage of this right now, where if you were to do this in an Apple app, they want their 33% or whatever it is. 30, I believe. That's probably right. But. So that's nice, but this is also going the walled garden approach, which is you would have to do this in every, you know, everybody that wants to use that app, you know, you would every app that you want to be on, then you'd have to go to that app. And this, I'm guessing their point is you're going to tell people, well, listen to our show through good pods rather than whatever podcasting app you're using now. Shitty pods. Yes. And and I didn't realize this was a real guy that was a podcaster and on uh, Twitter. But in the example in this ad that they sent out, the account that they're showing is somebody with the name Podcast Father. <laughs> and I'm like, is this nice. is this a uh, you know an homage to Adam Curry or is this a dig? And then I realized there is some Yahoo. And I don't think he's actually a priest, but who knows. That uh, has the name on Twitter podcast underscore father and uh, has a podcast. So I don't know what connection that dude has, if any, to good pods. But this just further kind of separates things when it comes to the ability for people to get paid and all that, because this is exactly what Adam Curry, Dave Jones have been doing over at podcasting 2.0 podcastindex.org. Which is the new value tag apps.com. Yes. New podcast apps.com where you have multiple apps all taking part in one ecosystem rather than what this other good pods is doing, which is going, yeah, we can do it ourselves. Screw you. Yeah. I, I don't take a hard stand on this. I think it's all good. I think the more choices people have, the better, the more ways that creators of content you know, I don't mind better. that. I don't mind having more choices, but it becomes so inconvenient when there's, you know, this is probably low, but, you know, say there's a hundred different podcast apps out there. If we had to go claim our show on all 100 and give it payment information, that would be a real pain in the ass when you could just do it in one centralized place. Yeah, <clears throat> no, that's absolutely true, which is why we've chosen locals as our one centralized place. But nonetheless, that doesn't stop people from sending physical checks using PayPal, Correct. using Bitcoin and all these other sources. And we're not at the point where we're ready to say, nope, you can't do that. You have to use locals. So we're, we're certainly willing to accept all these. But from a centralization of convenience standpoint, obviously, it's a lot easier to have a single source. That This is why Patreon grew as fast as they did is because they they said use us as your one place to both collect money as donations and to provide links to content and we'll manage matching people that have paid at different levels to the right level of content 
So they provided a service that helped people that are creating content to uh, to be able to just centrally run that system instead of building something from scratch. Yes, uh, and Patreon Poole, was great until they start kicking people off. Right, right. And and Tim Pool, who had some very harsh words for Patreon and somewhat harsh words for locals as well, uh, his argument is do it yourself. Don't rely on any other outsourced system. It's not that hard. Just build your own software platform and then put it out there. Says the guy. Anybody that has over a million followers, watchers, listeners, it's a yeah. lot easier to roll your own. It is. But obviously, he's also not the one doing it. He hired a developer to build it. Right. Well, it doesn't mean you have to be able to do it, but you need to have the funds right. to do but it. But the way that he talks about it is like, it's really not a big deal. Just do it. But it is a big deal. I mean, okay. well, it is. It is a deal. It's not a huge deal, but it's not a small deal. The reality is you can install WordPress and there are membership apps that you can add on, which I think the guys from Grimerica and, may still be using. Incidentally, if you think WordPress can't cancel you, then you're smoking pot as well, because WordPress, like any other company. Well, if you're using Word, there, are, there is a separation here between WordPress that you actually use their servers and mm-hmm. WordPress, which is what we do. Which is you download the software, you upload WordPress it to your WordPress is free to modify their license at absolutely any time. And their license, I believe, currently yeah, but excludes they can't the use off. of their products. They absolutely can in the court of law. Well, in a court they're, of they're, law, but that's they're, not, they can't uh, just flip a switch and turn you off. excludes the use of their products for uh, people that are promoting pedophilia, people that are promoting a variety of illegal acts. Which that's they can, already in there. The courts will go after that anyway, law enforcement. But maybe we should be using Dave Jones's thing. You were going to look into that. If we, I did. I reached out to Dave. I need to actually follow up. The, the thing is, like, Dave is pretty good at replying back. Dave, Dave Jones is the, the other half of podcasting 2.0 with Adam Curry. Yes, the guy that uh, created the Freedom Controller, which is the software yeah. that No Agenda and probably other podcasts. I'm sure MoFax it, and the, every Adam Curry it, stuff is using. I don't know if anybody else is using that. Exactly. And so uh, Davis said, yeah, I'd be happy to have you guys uh, set you up on here and see if you like it and then get you an install. Um, that would be an interesting system, certainly. But I think, you know, uh, while I like Tim in general, I think this point he's going a little overboard on because his his really main point is don't rely on anybody. Do it yourself. But he's also a guy saying that who just paid the developer to build something. Right. So it's kind of like, okay, so really not do it yourself, but pay somebody to do it for you. And for most people starting out without an audience, that's yeah. cost prohibitive. Even uh, until even, even at our point, it's cost prohibitive oh, dude, to go hire somebody. It's five grand minimum. Right. Like you're not gonna get anybody to do any development work for under five grand. So yeah, it's uh and for five grand, they're guaranteed they're gonna be using a bunch of uh scripts that they're going to hobble together right yeah it's not going to be like okay i'm going to sit down with my c compiler and uh, notepad and i'm going to write a a whole cms system for you a whole content management system that includes uh different levels of uh access for people it's like no that's not going to happen like i i ran a software company where we did build stuff like that back in the 90s and it's it's not trivial work and it costs a lot more than five grand. And these days, pretty much everything is written on top of some sort of open source. Right. Somebody's taking it 
can yeah, very find. few people don't use open source these days. Which is why things are so damn bloated. It's like, oh, why is this so big? Well, it's just Drupal with the skin thrown on top of it. Yep. That's and and that it's still going to be five grand right. with Drupal. Right. If you're lucky, it may be 20 grand for that matter. No. Can't you just go to India and get everything for like five bucks? India is five grand. <laughs> Everywhere else is like 20 grand. Where can I go for five bucks? Come on. Fiverr, baby. Fiverr. You can go to Fiverr for five bucks. You might be able to get somebody to uh, say your name and send you the recording. Wow. That's that's a great deal. There's not much that you can get for five bucks anymore. Five bucks is worth about a buck these days. That's wise words. That is wise words. What else you got for us? I mean, I know you have a hard out today because it's in the work. I do day. have the hard outs. Um, the only other thing is uh, I just want to remind people that today until the end of the month is the big event in star citizen, the video game I've been playing oh, we're a lot back lately. To playing video games. And uh, during this live event, uh you can fly try and fly every ship in the game and uh you can actually buy if so desired any ship in the game with real money as well so it's kind of a it's a car show really it's a car show for spaceships is the best way to look at it so you're a used virtual spaceship guy well no i'm a new virtual spaceship guy i don't know about you in your adidas sweatsuit <laughs> hey it's comfortable. You? Shut up, man. It's comfy. <laughs> You're like, what's it going to take to put you into the ship today? What do I got to do? Well, I'm just saying that if if you get in right now and you use my code, which will be included in the show notes. Oh, and Minus is in. He said he's going to try Star Citizen out this weekend. Make sure you get in using my code. You will get a free spaceship <laughs> as well as the one that you get for signing up just for using my code. So free extra spaceship for for using my cup. So not only do they get news that is truthful entertainment here, they get deals on spaceships on unrelenting. It's, it's a great deal. It's a great deal. It's an amazing deal. It's never been deal like it before. It's absolutely, absolutely great. I dare you find a podcast that gives you better value on spaceships. On spaceships. <laughs> yes, this is uh, we're setting the bar pretty high here. We are Amazing. setting the bar high here. Next week, of course, is Thanksgiving uh, Thursday. So we will be doing a pre-recorded show, I believe. And we already have one in the can, I mean, to, to be honest. So if we need to release that. I think that, we, we should do, we'll do a new one, I think, just to have some fresh content. Because I'm sure the Rittenhouse stuff is going to make some ways that we can talk about. True. True. We can talk about the rioting and looting. Or yeah. we could be very surprised if there is no rioting. So and here's, here's what we're going to do is we're going to record that show so that. Darren can spend time with family. Yeah, I mean, uh, but you have I'm no, going to you have run. Nobody that wants to spend time with you on Thanksgiving, Gene. I've, I've look. I've I've really worked hard to try and make sure nobody's around. <laughs> I was so say, shut you want, the fuck up. Do you want to come to Chicago? I mean, we, I we got really enough. do not want to come to Chicago, but I appreciate the offer. It's thirty degrees. I mean, come on. That's that's. So here's what I'm. Here's what I'm going to be running a live stream, playing that episode Ooh. on Thanksgiving. So for anybody that wants to come and join and uh, even interact in real time at locals at unrelentinglocals.com. Uh, so, yes. Oh, my God. You're going to have to actually sign up for locals, even though that costs you nothing. But Are you going you do, to Mystery you Science Theater yourself and like comment about your comments during the show. 
I'm going to be, I think if we do a two hour recorded show, it'd probably be three hours when it's played because I'm going to be <laughs> pausing it and then commenting about things that you say wrong during the course of the show. So it'll be oh, fun. Yeah, that could I take a long welcome time. anyone to participate in this. I might even, uh, you know, bring on a live audio guest or two during that process as well. Ooh, Nick the Rat, CSB, which one? Uh, well, like anybody that actually shows up and wants to raise their <laughs> hand and say, hey, I'd like to be on. So the bar is low. Show the up. The bar is, yeah, the bar is where the bar is. So, show up uh, and Gene will pull you in. I may. I may. I'm not promising, but I may. I may definitely pull some people in. So that's my plan right now is that on Thanksgiving, I'll actually uh, do a little bit of an interactive show. Even though we're playing pre-recorded content, um, I got nothing better to do. Well, I do. So uh, I'll, I'll listen. Yeah, and I'll, I'm, I'm happy to, uh, you know, you should, you ought to do Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving. I will be there in spirit. Well, and, you'll also be there in voice. Ooh. Yeah. So <laughs> that's even better. <laughs> it's a win-win situation. Yeah. Yeah. You can be in two places at the same time, I guess. So join in for that. And then we'll be back live for the episode after that. And that will probably st- going back to Thursdays. So you'll yeah. have to we're, watch. We'll, we'll figure it out. And uh, we're going to try to figure out what what to do with the time frame because the Friday this time slot we're on right now is just really tight. We just barely have two hours. And if those of you that have been listening to us yammer for a while know that we two hours more. is not really enough. I mean, we need three plus hours really. To Some do people a might show. argue that we really should have a, a cutoff. Well, those people are probably not listening to us, so I wouldn't even care what those people think. Yeah, screw those guys. Let us talk. Yeah. Let us go. Free. Them guys. Yeah. I mean, Christ, dude, our phone calls last two hours. I, I would think that our, our show ought to go a little longer. Yeah, that's true. We should just, Or we should just record the phone calls. Yeah, if we recorded the phone calls, we would probably do at least three shows a week. It's called bonus content. Yes. That's good advice. Yeah. Absolutely. But we will be just back. Record, record phone calls and make it bonus content. Yes, there we go. It's the easiest bonus content ever. Yes, famous. But you're, you're going to have to put up with uh, Daryl's uh, circa 1986 phone. It's a Panasonic Deck Six, baby. It's like the. You know, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Tell you what, phone. Tell you what, I will switch to the wired Mickey Mouse phone with a 50 foot cord on it. Oh my god! <laughs> Till next time. Later, everybody. Adios, mofos. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I stepped on you. You want to say that again? No. <laughs>